This is a Crow's Nest podcast. That's way too many options. Also, I think I'm capping the shit out of my audio, which is... You know what? I don't care. I'm just gonna adjust it slightly and fine. Hello, uh, welcome back to Titanic Talk Light, where I just cough unceremoniously in your ear and talk about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited because for the first time, I'm doing an in-person recording, and I think you're the first person I've had on that I actually know as a person outside of the context of of the show hooray which is all hooraying (laughs) so why don't you uh introduce yourself a little bit and maybe tell like maybe your abbreviated like titanic story we'll get more into it later but like of course (laughs) so my name is mckenna kelly um (coughs) i what (laughs) i have been a titanic enthusiast since the fifth grade I was forced to write a report on it, and uh, I found it fascinating. And then, like, maybe, like, (coughs) a year later, my hometown of Fullerton, California, had a um, Titanic uh, exhibit in our little Fullerton museum, and it was... Was that the Traveling Artifact Mm -hmm. exhibit? Oh, cool. Um, And I just remember, like, the... I just remember the model in the middle of the room, and I was just like, oh, this is so cool! You know, and then... um, Flash forward to when the movie came out, you know, all my theater. Can I just tell you that my dog never plays with his toys, but it's going to happen today. That's fine. You're just going to keep going. It's all good. I'm not going to edit this at all. It's going to be coughing and dogs. It's fine. Excellent. Excellent. Um, So anyways, uh, flash forward when the movie came out, you know, James Cameron's Titanic (laughs) with Leo and Kate. Um, My theater, high school theater buddies and I were obsessed and I think even when we went and saw it the How old were you when you saw like when it came uh, out? Oh, I don't know what year did it come out. It was not it came out in like 97 or depending on when people saw it in like early 90s. Okay, so it actually would have been uh huh. It's not super important. I just I happen to notice that a lot of people who do become obsessed with it, they usually it was like have, sixteen. Yeah, so you say, know, <laughs> well, you know, it's people that saw it between the ages of like this is going to sound like I'm hating with a really broad stroke, but I'm not. But like between the ages of like five and twenty, when you first saw it, mm-hmm. and especially women, mm-hmm. that's why I was like, you were. Mm-hmm. I think you were in the prime type. I was, demo. but I also had previous like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Right, so right, it was right. really exciting to have an updated, you know, state of the art, you know, mm-hmm. technically exciting at the time. Um, version of I think it, it still and holds up pretty well. Yes, it does. It does. Even twenty plus years later, it, mm-hmm. it does. And um, and I'm a stickler for details, so you know all of the cinematic visuals were fantastic, and so we were very excited. And in fact, when we went to the opening night, it wasn't anywhere fancy. It was our local like AMC movie theater. And I think one I saw of, it in Germantown, Maryland. Uh, so yeah, I saw thing. it in like AMC Fullerton. There we go. Um, one of the camera crew people were actually in line wait because there was a line to get in. Um, you know, oh, back when back you had in to the wait. Day. <laughs> back no, no assigned wait. seats. No. <laughs> so um, the the, the worst the, seats you could ever imagine yeah, sitting in yes. for three hours. Yeah, but we we were so, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. We were all excited. Anyways, uh, one of the crew 
was on there. And so we actually waited through the whole movie, through the end of the credits to see and cheer for that guy. I do not remember his name now, but thanks, dude. We totally waited for you. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. Um, Yeah. And then flash forward uh, a few years later, many years later, um, I was uh, one of my kickball buddies you know after college i run a kickball league and one of my kickball teammates worked for a production company that was looking for people who were actually fans of the titanic you can put in parentheses not the movie (laughs) i'm a fan of both but like you know it's legit started in fifth grade i understand the the necessity for differentiating if nope differentiation if you're doing a specific kind of thing yes yes so um i i shot right back and i was like me 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 me." (laughs) so naturally um yeah and i didn't know you know what it was he's like oh just come down to the american history museum at smithsonian you know this like wednesday at like noon i was like sure I don't. That's it sounds it. like the plot of the beginning of like an NCIS episode. Yeah, but it wasn't. There were lots of people around. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, and I trusted him. It's fine. Um, but it was really exciting. I got to meet um, one of the curators from the mm-hmm. Smithsonian, and the they were filming. It was a um, pilot episode for a miniseries that they actually did get produced. In the end, it, they said that my episode was one of the helper ones to make the green light for the rest of them, which got great budgets after ours so i was like oh watching the other episodes but i'm still very (laughs) excited that i got to be a part of it um so uh they did a you had to take a quiz and you had to um you know answer questions uh about different things not just the titanic but in the end they had a curator come and um, initially they had me just looking at some of the artifacts in the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. uh, American history museum, which the one that was on display at the time was a Browning Kodak camera. And, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So that camera took, uh, pictures of the survivors of the Titanic on mm-hmm. the Carpathia. Um, it was one of the passengers from the Carpathia's, uh, camera. And, uh, so the pictures, the negatives, they actually had the newspaper clippings, the negatives, and the camera all were donated. That's to really, really cool. It was very cool. And I sounded like a blubbering idiot. She took me upstairs in the really cool elevator. We went all the way upstairs to the, <coughs> an archive room and, you know, took out her little white gloves. And she showed me amazing negatives of pictures that were taken of the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, I where, saw that footage. Yes. Um, you put... It reposted or posted? Yeah, I post. I kind of every time it, it came every up. time it comes around because it was such a cool experience. Well, fuck um, yeah, I would be sharing. I that, was like, like every oh, twenty two minutes. Yes, no, that was. <laughs> um, so it was really cool because I got to see original negatives and you know newspaper clippings um, of that this this woman had taken. It was mm-hmm. a very young lady. Um, her name is Bernice. Uh, so. It was just really cool to see that. And yeah. so they, you know, recorded all of my reactions, which I'm so glad for post editing because I think they put together, I, I sounded like a normal human who wasn't like, duh, this is so, oh my God. <laughs> like, ah. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> so, at least I sounded like I could formulate sentences at the time. So English that was is nice. my first language. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just, you know, I was speechless. So. I had a hard time. It was so hard to show reverence and in, but enthusiasm because no, I was just I so excited. Understand? And, but you're like ah, so. I I get it because I went to the Titanic convention um, in Tennessee this year. Yes, and I I you know I I don't normally like 
socialize with many, many people just because I'm also, like, shy, but, you know, mm. apparently people find me intimidating. <laughs> this is a thing that I am, like, it's funny, I've been told it my whole life, but only just now at the age of, like, 33, I'm, like, in, it's finally sinking into my yeah. head where I'm, like, wait, really? <laughs> anyway, we have to talk a lot about my therapy sessions to, to, to figure out that, but at this convention, I met, um a really, really amazing person. His name is Craig. He's a collector and, and he donates a lot of his items to various museums. And he um, introduced us to one of the curators of the Titanic museums, Paul Burns. And, you know, they'd been, um, he brought Madeline Astor's life belt for us to see, which was amazing. And you know, they were doing a talk. He was talking about this artifact and, a, and about how in particular, this one's so well preserved because it, it never hit the water. Right. Which makes sense. And somehow Craig talked to Paul and got, you know, me uh, viewing sounds weird because it's not dead, but I was able right. to see it. And I was just, as soon as, you know, my, my gloved hand touched, I almost burst into tears. And mm-hmm. I was like, what an A-plus impression to make on someone by just weeping all over an <laughs> artifact that has never seen salt water. And that's why it's just, holding up so just well. Just your tears are going to... <laughs> Uh, I was able to keep it together, but I get what you're saying, where it's just, like, your hands... And it sounds so stupid and cliche, especially for some, like, flat affect bitch like me, but you put your hand on it through a glove, and you're just like... Yeah, well, you know, because it's such a... a, You know, (coughs) the symbol, it's just a powerful thing, you know, holding up for, you know, over 100 years, so... This is tangentially Titanic-related, but I want to talk to you about that movie. I didn't finish S.O.S. Titanic. Have you seen that one? This is this no. was made in 90s... Uh, not 90. This was made in 79. It is very 70s. Ooh. The hair is pretty A+. Okay. <laughs> but one thing I did... I liked about it was that... So it focuses... There's no fictional people in there. Oh, that's So nice. it hops around between a bunch of the real-life people. Um, David Warner's in it. He plays Lawrence Beasley. Okay. And Helen Mirren is in it, who plays a woman that I don't think says a single fucking word the entire movie. Well, that's okay. She says everything with her eyes. That's, that's fair enough, but I, I'm going to come back to that. Um, <laughs> but one thing I did like about the portrayal of um, John and Madeline Astor mm-hmm. was that they really kind of leaned into the age difference. Like, they didn't do that thing where they made her look older and him look a little younger. They were like, no, nah, no. man, this is Beethoven this is with some <laughs> mutton chops and... I swear, at one point, she had her hair in fucking pigtails. I mean, like, it was that obvious. Where it's just like, you know what? I respect the fact that they're like, hey, do you get it? Do you get it? She's a kid. Do you get it? Do you get the age difference? It's yeah. like being hit over the head with the iceberg itself. Bong! Do you understand? She's a child! But I like yeah. that they were willing... Oop, I just punched my microphone. But I did like that they were kind of willing to do it because I mean Astor wasn't a big focus. They weren't a big focus in the in the ninety seven film. Right. But I remember that like tiny two second glimpse you look at them, she looks a little not nineteen and he no, looks a little not in his fifties. Does not yes, no. It looks a lot less like it is, whereas this one's like a girl in a white nightgown and pigtails. Oh, so innocent. <laughs> that's the that's the innocent costuming one oh one. Put her in white. Pure <laughs> innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sorry, speaking of Madeline Astor. <laughs> not really. But not really. Uh, <coughs> but you got to touch her life. So. <laughs> I did, which is banana. I think the thing that struck me the most about it was how hard it was. Because, mm. you know, if you've ever, I mean, she, you just talked about going tubing. So did they, they make you wear like a life preserver, yes. a life builder thing. Yes. And they're kind of spongy. Yes. They're pretty spongy. I, I think the technology has come a ways. <laughs> I mean, I know I've heard it over and over. They're like cork and canvas, cork and canvas, canvas and cork. I'm like, oh, no, that's what it made up. And then you touch it. You're like, oh, oh that is cork, cork, cork and canvas. Yes. Yeah. And canvas is not... It's, you know, brushing it's against rough. your skin. That Yeah, that's, you know, it wasn't... 
No. So you have that tied around you, like an egg carton, but a big egg carton Mm -hmm. filled with stuff just tied around you for hours Mm -hmm. and hours and hours. Like that is just, what a miserable thing to experience. Oh, I think that is the... (laughs) least of the miserable parts. Oh, I'm sure. But it's just like, it's just one more thing. <laughs> yes. It's yes. just one more thing where it's like, and this, yes. and that. Like, I mean, uh, I had to, when I took swimming classes as a kid, like they, we were forced <laughs> to go off the high dive in full clothing. One of the days that we had to come in for swimming class. What? Required to come in. That's and, kind of, I mean, like, I understand the concept where it's like, you may fall in a pool one day with your clothes on. Well, but I like, think it was more a fall. It was a high dive. It wasn't. But that's like what I'm day. saying. Yeah. I'm like, that's then they should have had you do it from the lip of the pool. Or at the very least, the normal little dive. Well, I like mean, two if you're feet. falling off a cruise ship, you're not falling from. Okay, but like, <laughs> never mind. Please continue your story. I have so many holes. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, that was the thing. So oh, I believe you. I just you think just, it's dumb. <laughs> so the weight of your clothing once it's wet is you know it's it, i mean it's fine but it's it is something to consider yeah. so you got you've got your the weight of your clothing if you were you know if they were in the water your, your <coughs> clothing is super heavy and then like mm-hmm. i wasn't even wearing layers so if you're in a gown with all the layers and whatnot it's it's, it's pretty heavy yeah, so. uh, you kind of see it a little bit in the Cameron film when Rose is coming back to Jack with the axe and she has to ditch her coat. Yeah, yeah, because just... it's just too much. Yep. I mean, I've I have fallen in. I can't remember when or where because that would be useful to the story. <laughs> but I have definitely fallen into a body of water oh. with my clothes on. Okay, like the pool maybe because I was spring too break ninety six. It's fine. I'm just kidding. I would have been seven years old. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, my age. It's I was fine. also such a boring person. I didn't go on spring break. Anyway, <laughs> no, I went on all the spring breaks, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I had so many admirers. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I do remember falling in, and I'm I'm a pretty capable swimmer. My mom always made sure I was mm-hmm. in, sw- in I was in swim lessons and then swim team when I was mm-hmm. young. But having shoes on your feet, mm-hmm. shoes on your feet can almost make or break it for you. Yes, if you, yeah. I mean, can you imagine somebody with steel toe boots going in? No fucking way. <laughs> and I mean, I was only wearing, I don't know, Keds or some mm-hmm. shit, but I had socks and shoes on, and I'm going to be generous and say it was the summer, so I probably had shorts and a t-shirt mm-hmm. on. So not a lot, but enough to make a difference, where if you're used to just swimming in a pool properly dressed, you don't realize how much the drag of a t-shirt is going to get you. I mean, and then also, you, you know, panic and shock will set in if you, if, depending on how strong oh, yeah, and the swimmer you are. And perfectly then, normally temperatured water, too. Are you too. falling in a, yeah, are you falling in a pool or are you falling in the ocean, which has got waves and currents and fun things going on, so. Can you see, or like, is it off of a boat in the middle of open water? Can you see, because you can panic really easily, even if there's a boat behind you, just not being able to see, like, the lip or the shore, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're like, there's nothing. Yeah, so. Now, the other thing that I, at the museum that I like, is that there's three areas, not areas, but like little ramp areas that recreate the ship where you can, they show you the three different angles um, during the sinking. Like this is what an X degree angle would look like. This is what this is. And you can kind of run up them. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) the first time I went to the museum, because I am a child, I specifically wore a dress and heels because I was like, you dress up nice when you're going to meet people you're excited to see. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know it's not a good person. The earliest cosplay. Good for you. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like an attempted cosplay. It was just like, I feel like I should look nice. Hmm. And then I did that thing where I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I see these three ramps. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a go in my dress and fucking heels. And I will say that the heels I was wearing are modern, Mm -hmm. but they were kind of the right shape and size that might've been in the 1920s. They weren't like some massive heels and they were kind of a little bit thicker. Exactly. 
So similar. And again, this wasn't a heavy dress, Mm -hmm. but it was a dress. And it wasn't even a long one. And so the angle just... mm. I could make it up, one, the first ramp. I don't remember how big the angle was, but it was kind of reasonable. Mm -hmm. Two was a little bit of an adventure. Three, I could do... But it was like, number one, you had to kind of run at it. Yeah. Number two, you had to be holding on tight. And again, number three was what? It's eight feet long. Mm. I wasn't running up the whole deck of the damn thing. Right. I, mean, I could not even imagine. And the other thing I couldn't imagine was then trying to play an instrument at an angle. Uh-huh. It's like, are you off your mind? Yeah. I, c- I can barely play the violin in heels. <laughs> I have I have balance issues already. Yup. <laughs> so, yup. Like, I mean, I did play the clarinet as a kid, but... I don't, I mean, I guess that would be the easier, and I mean, violin would be a little bit more... Either way. Mm. I also wouldn't even want to, like, sing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, no. The I, cold, the cold ugh. air? No, thank you. I scared the shit out of Craig, though, because I was, like, trying to do that thing where I held up my arms like a violin, and I tried to lean to see how far I could go, but he thought I was actually falling. I was like, I'm not, I oh, promise, no. he tried to catch me. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is awkward, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but... It's a good museum, though. I think that if you're a Titanic fan, it's 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 worth seeing. Yes. Um, I will say that it, unlike the artifact exhibits, which I haven't seen in person myself, but what I do like about the museums is, like some of the better put together museums, like I think it's one of the reasons I really like the Holocaust Museum here mm-hmm. in DC, is that it follows a narrative thread. Mm-hmm. And does. that's not to say that you can't have an impactful museum if it doesn't have a narrative thread, but no. But if there's a a, a, a path to follow that, you know leads up and builds and makes sense and you know you are going through the not obviously you are immersed in what they have given you as an event and so it helps give you a better Mm -hmm. point of view a little bit i mean you know obviously we're not recreating things but you know something because you need some sort of you need some sort of gauge as to what was all going on at the same time Mm -hmm. so but it you know Obviously, you're being fed it in pieces, whereas mm-hmm. they were experiencing everything, all the thing at the same time. Sure. So, you know, it's not the same, but it's a. I I agree that that would be a great. That's a better way to um, go through and process information, especially for a tragedy. Yeah. So, and I I think that it also works because it shows how you get there. Mm-hmm. Like again, in the Holocaust Museum, it doesn't just start at the door. Auschwitz. Right. We start beforehand, or yep. it's like this is what happened. And mm-hmm. when you um, <clears throat> when you go to the Titanic Museum, they give you a little fake boarding pass with a little mm-hmm. info about a passenger. Um, and as you walk through, it's like you start with the pretty parts of the ship, mm-hmm. and you look at the area around it and things of that nature. Right. And as you walk through, then you see the room that's super cold, and you see the um, the the recreation of the bridge room and. Etc. Etc. And it kind of helps you put things together as you're going through, where you're able to start at the beginning and end up somewhere. Whereas, like, I've been to art museums and I like art, mm-hmm. but there's no freaking narrative anything in an art museum. All you just I do mean, is bounce room to room and look at paintings. True. And then some of the rooms are categorized, I, you know, and they have special exhibits. But for yes, the most part, for the most part, I can understand <laughs> where it's not a straight line; it's more of like a cluster. Right, and it's not even like it needs to be all the same artist in one room, but kind of like, why did you put these together in this room? Maybe mm-hmm. if you explained that, it would mm-hmm. make a little more sense. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, well, that's a painting of a horse, and that's a woman exposing one breast for no reason. Right. Excellent. Yeah. It's probably the overall category, but yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure there's a reason. 
I'm sure there is a very large reason, yeah. which is when it's presented as not that way. Like, if you took the narrative context out of the um, Titanic museums mm-hmm. and you removed all, like, the fun facts or blah, 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 and the and the interactive portions and just had the exhibits, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be as interesting. Well, true. True, true. I get that. It wouldn't be as fun. I understand. That makes sense. Uh, speaking of fun, what is your opinion on, like, w- they have the recreation of the Grand Staircase there. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the weddings? Um, weddings that take place there? Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> um, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a huge Titanic enthusiast, but mm-hmm. I I don't think I'm at the point where I need to get married at the Grand Staircase, but I am not, I'm not downing anybody who does, because obviously you do you, because, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I mean... I think I would be enthusiastic. I'm always enthusiastic at weddings. I don't even, if even oh, if I sure. don't even know them, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> so I'm just like that. Oh my gosh, that's so adorable. So yeah. I would be like all for it. I, <coughs> I get that's not everybody's jam, but, eh. um, you know, <laughs> well, I think it would be really, really good for photos. Yes. I will say though, ha- having, I have attended a wedding there yes. for people that I don't know. Jamie and Joanna, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I mean, like in the same in the same fashion, where it's like I'm happy for you. Yes. You guys got married. Like, yes. I don't even know where they live. I hope I don't even know if they're ever going to hear this. But if, if they do, congrats. Congrats. Um, it, it was a really lovely place, but but you've been there. It's not. Uh, there's not a lot of like the, the grand staircase doesn't lead to like a big room. Anything, yeah. It it's in this situation. It's just a hallway kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of places for people to sit. Right. That was kind of the downside where it's like, oh, it's a bummer. But the one thing that annoyed me, and this this is a me thing, mm-hmm. because I'm very uncomfortable with character actors. Ah, okay. <laughs> was that the efficient continued to refer to himself as the captain of this ship. Oh. And it was really annoying because he would keep saying things like, and as captain of this fine ship, it's like, sir, I'm standing in the doorway to the gift shop. I don't. <laughs> by the illusion. Uh. I'm sorry it's not working for me. <laughs> it's like, I can't. I but- mean, maybe they were just at a loss for what else to do to make the No, I think it's ceremony. just what they're supposed to do. I, yeah. I, I imagine that if you get married by their efficient, he's dressed in the white star line uniform. I bet you that that's just so, what happens. So time out, because okay. I, I, do they actually have the services there like as an oh. option? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you get married there. You can only get married at 8 in the morning, by the way, in oh, case you were curious. that's a morning wedding. Okay. That's before the attraction opens. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, you know, Disneyland does the same thing where you have to get married before or after mm-hmm. hours, so I Yeah, that. it makes sense, but yeah. yeah, I, like I said, I don't like character actors. They make me uncomfortable, especially mm-hmm. character actors that aren't, that, like, if you're wearing a full mascot uniform and I can't see your face, it's fine, but it's like something about the visible, I don't know, it's the, I, ugh! So I was at Universal Studios a few years ago with my mom and my brother, and we went to this restaurant that's steampunk themed. It's also attached to like a chocolate. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have not been to Universal's yet. It's a really, really cool. Oh um, no, I'm excited. I'm hoping I go like next year. Yeah, but. yeah. No, this place is really cool. I had pretty, um, pretty reasonable food, and it was attached to like a little chocolate shop, um, okay. like an actual chocolate shop, because that okay. was the premise of the thing. And I was kind of cool with it because I was like, it's not based on anything. It's not, you know. Right. Harry Potter, it's not Disney, right. it's whatever. It's, it's just a restaurant. Right. No, they have fucking 
character actors. They had whatever the woman they created to name this restaurant after mm. bustling about, followed by a robot. And I'm like, surely they won't come over to our table because we're three tired-looking adults. They almost made a beeline for me. I left. I went to the bathroom. I was so annoyed at the cause. I was like, I can't talk to a human being. I can't talk to a 25-year-old in a dress who was like, oh, and what peculiarities might we have going on today? Shut up, Bridget. How many roommates do you have? Like I said, I think this is a me thing. They are probably just, you know, just out of college hackers and just wanted a really cool part. And like, you know, instead of just serving, they get to do a little character bit. They have to meet with some (laughs) lunatic from Maryland who has to run away. Oh, yeah. Customer service. (laughs) I I wasn't mean to them. I must make that clear. I wasn't like, go away. I was mostly just like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. I just left. (laughs) Well, but also the character <laughs> actors should be able to gauge how much the, uh, you know, because there's a point where, you know, you want to engage, mm-hmm. you, you know, the the customers, but you also don't want to turn them away. So you, yeah. it's just based on them reading. So if they're not yeah. very good at reading the audience, read your room. Uh, <laughs> if they're not very good at that, then uh, <clears throat> that's something to work on. But... I think also part of the problem is my mom's too nice. So even if I'm being rude, she's one of those people that has a... Yeah. I love my mom. Love you. Mom, you're a saint. She doesn't listen to this fucking show. I don't think she would know how to listen to this show if she thought about it consciously. It's fine. It's fine. But it's... I think it's it's a me thing. I know it's a me thing, but it was still like... No, but there's... You know, but also you have to think about... Well, you did walk into that restaurant. I didn't think... Never mind. Why would I assume there's character actors for a thing that doesn't... Never, it's... Oh, it's probably... It would be like if I set up a restaurant for some goddamn reason and had someone cosplaying as me wandering around. Titanic Talk Lines isn't that much of a fucking thing. Would you need someone pretending to be me and, like, a fake Leto wandering around? It would be no, so weird. Probably not, but it's also... Where were you? A theme park? Okay. This was kind of outside of... Because, like... Okay, I had never been to Disney or like or Universal or any mm-hmm. of that kind of place before, mm-hmm. so I didn't realize not only how big it was, but the fact that outside of the parks themselves, there's like those Still, affiliated yep, but not like quite Disney attached. And like the, yeah, yeah it was one like of those. Like yeah, that. it was one of those areas. Ah. So park adjacent. Yeah, so you're just trying. So it's getting like some of the park experience without paying as much. Look, if you have to invent a character, you don't need to have an actor for them because they're not important enough to merit one. <laughs> oh goodness! Sorry, Bridget. I don't even know if that's her name. I'm just calling her Bridget. Making it up. Because oh. I had. A- <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I as, as a as a theater graduate, I you're also a, a lovable Disney nerd. Yes, I am a Disney nerd. So I I would play along immediately. So. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I dressed as Daria just for Halloween a few years ago, and I went to a trivia night with a friend. And I mean, obviously, I think I'm hilarious, so I was laughing, having a good time. And right. someone was like, "It's so weird to see Daria laughing," and I almost punched. Them. I was just so <laughs> mad. It was like I'm not Daria. Like, are... <laughs> sit down. <laughs> I don't know why this bothers me so much. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I this is a me thing. I I told yeah, you. Yeah, I I cosplay, so I, I I have done that too. But I think I'm also just kind of like, dude, I have a cell phone. I'm clearly not American McGee's Alice. Like I don't know where the illusion here. Is. That's okay. <laughs> Have you ever done a... Because you do a ton of cosplay, but I most do. of the ones that I see from you are, like, dis- mostly Disney, yeah, a couple I've, outside of it. Have you ever done, like, a Titanic cosplay? I have not. Um, okay, I feel like you should fix that. But I will tell you this. I'm actually... Next summer, I am going to be going to... This is, like, an adjacent thing, but I'm going to be going to the Grand... I just talked about character actors for, like, <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be going to the Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island, and that oh. is where the movie Somewhere in Time was filmed, which... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go and cosplay as, because my name, McKenna, came from that movie. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yes. Uh, Jane Seymour plays Elise McKenna, <coughs> and um, her manager is played by uh, Christopher Plummer, and he calls her in several several times. Instead of calling her Elise, he just calls her McKenna. Mm-hmm. And my mother, pregnant and crying, was like, this is amazing! So that's how I got my name. Um, but anyways... <laughs> Uh, they have Titanic weekends and they have Somewhere in Time weekends. So, it, yes, um, Ooh, I, because I like of, you know, pandemic, things stopped. <sighs> but, uh, you know, they, in years past, they've had both because their, um, mm-hmm. you know, their hotel is beautiful. It's all the rooms are individually decorated and, um, you know, it's, it looks beautiful, and on the island itself, you're not allowed to have motorized vehicle except for emergency services. Which sounds but, amazing, honestly. Yes. So um, I'm going to go cosplay, hopefully next summer, um, when I go for my family reunion, as um, as Miss Elise McKenna. Love so, it. Um, but they do have, they did, I'm hoping they do again, have mm-hmm. Titanic weekends. Nice. Yes. And it's a package where they have <coughs> historians come and talk as, you know... Whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like so, the con. I don't. The same yeah, thing. it's not quite Titanic con. Titanic con. It was a pretty. So the other uh, convention is not. This isn't. I don't mean this in a mean way, but like convention, I think is the wrong word. I think conference is a better word. It was. Uh, it was quite okay. small. There was yeah. only about twenty five or so, two, okay. about two dozen people. So it wasn't a big yeah. mill about convention. It sounds more similar, where you know yes. you'd attend sessions. So and what I stuff. read because I haven't been. Um, when I think I looked this up maybe like two summers ago. I'm not sure. So it's probably has changed. Um, and if it doesn't happen anymore, it's very sad, but it, it sounded cool. So, you know, I hope you, I hope you do it again if you haven't. Um, but Clearly they're listening to this show. <laughs> Hopefully you're all listening. But it was, you know, going f- for lectures and historians. Um, I'm sure there was like watching the movie, but there was also having meals, mm-hmm. you know, in their dining room and everyone was to dress the part. And then they had like um, photo areas set up, you know, that you could take pictures with the backdrops. So... Um, at least that's what I noticed. And it wasn't <laughs> horrifyingly expensive. Like when I was like, Oh, but you know, it was also for like two days and it's like, okay, well you have to get there and whatnot. So, but I just was- Googled it and it doesn't say anything about 2022. The last thing I saw was them saying that the 2020 Titanic at the grand had to be postponed to 2021. Yeah. But it might be something that they they might consider doing now that things are starting to open back that's up again. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> But, so that is, a, that is a goal for me to go to that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting, because I'm actually working on, this is a little teaser for people, but I'm actually working with a few people that, um, all of whom have been on my show before, mm-hmm. I'm not telling people which ones, mm-hmm. but we're working on putting together some sort of conference convention in New York, because um, the Titanic Memorial Lighthouse in New York is in need of 
Repair, repair, Mm -hmm. moving, refurbishment, all Mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, one of the things that we really want to do is kind of a lot of the previous or currently existing Titanic gatherings really, really focus on. It's not to say this is a bad thing, but they focus on no the ship. Yeah, okay. Um, Exclusively on the ship, Um, and it's not to say that that's a bad thing, but I think that there is a lot of room to bridge in the movie because that's where a lot of the new wave of people to the community are coming from. I mean, that's how I found Titanic. I was eight when the movie came out and this isn't meant to be like a a weird question, but how else was I supposed to have found out about Titanic at the age of eight? I hadn't been introduced to it in school yet. Right. You weren't forced to write a report on it. Um, I mean, I'm sure that would have happened. I don't even know why we were supposed to But a lot of people have had to do like school units on Titanic. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, that's how I found out about it, and that led into my interest of the thing in general, mm-hmm. but that's what we're trying to bridge it out. We want to have, like, a costume contest for the movie and mm-hmm. a costume contest for just, like, period dress. Right. But one thing that we really want to do is try to involve the steampunk community, and we're going to have a steam like, a best Titanic steampunk Ooh. costume. That would contest. be fun. Yeah, and that, we kind of want to do the same thing where, you know, we have some people come and do sessions and have a space for people to really just mingle and talk. Because mm-hmm. um, not everyone can get to Tennessee. No. It's yeah. a little bit farther <laughs> away. I know that New York is expensive, but for people who live in the East, uh, on the East Coast especially, yeah, there's ways, ride or bus ride, there's ways you know, to get there. Can, yeah. So yeah, that's a thing that we're hoping to do. And we're going to have a smaller one maybe next year just to kind of Touch. feelers out and exactly yeah. so i will keep you yes. posted on things like that yes please but i think that we need to, i think that the community in general needs to do more of that stuff yeah just we're like we're getting farther and farther away from the, the wreck we're over 110 years away from this thing right and all of the original descendants are gone and mm-hmm. when milvina dean was the only one left i mean like no offense to her she was an infant when she was on the ship right. she doesn't remember anything no. and she even says that the whole life she was like i don't fucking remember anything <laughs> Those weren't her exact words. I'm paraphrasing. but it, I <laughs> Close, mean, pretty much. Right, but I mean, it's not to say she wasn't qualified to give talks, but you invite her to give a talk and be like, how did you escape Titanic? And be like, didn't In you read... Arms, right, like, know. did you not read every story about me? What was it like? I don't know. Yeah. Like, how cold was it? Very? Yeah. And... I mean, for that, I would think she would be able to be like talk more about her mom, but that's, and that's exactly it. That's, but yeah, but the, the thing is, is that we the survivors are all gone. Yeah, the first quote unquote first generation of descendants are mostly gone. Mm-hmm. We're losing their children. Yeah, and the further and further away we get, the more important it is to preserve the stories before right. they're too far away to verify. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the the Titanic community keeping her stories alive, but I think one thing that they may have forgotten to do is is to open that door to the movie fans mm-hmm. because that rabid fandom is what's <laughs> going to keep these stories alive man like, right right I, 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 I mean uh <laughs> i i think i watched uh james cameron's like 20 years later mm-hmm. thing and but i also watched like did they get the titanic sinking right stuff like that it was yeah. such an interesting thing to watch because you know usually movie makers are movie maker magic um but, yeah but i you know he obviously was impassioned about it and mm-hmm. um like we you know for me watching that was very <coughs> exciting but i can understand you know getting more people to you know because he made the movie but then he also looked back and you know he's been down to the He's mm-hmm. gone diving down to the site multiple times. Yeah. So, you know, I think he currently holds the record for most I'm, dives to I'm Titanic. Sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, 
I that was super interesting, and you know, mm-hmm. I think hopefully getting people to see the that with the movie pulling it beyond. So I think yeah. absolutely bringing in Titanic fans, but you know, introducing them to more than just the movie. Right, it's the human connection because a lot of what I think. I say this a lot. This is my opinion! <laughs> is that what attracts a lot of people, this is also for me, um, to the movie, is the fact that in addition to Jack and Rose, who are fictional, you were able to connect to the characters. Mm-hmm. And when you were able to connect to Jack and Rose, and then you see things like Jack's friendship with Tommy and Fabrizio, you see Rose's mm-hmm. sort of friendship with um, Thomas Andrews, mm-hmm. you then kind of are able to extend that empathy to those yes. characters. Yes. And it helps you to touch on the notion of the historical. Because, like, right. Victor Garber is just damn charming, so no matter who he plays, you're interested in. But yeah. it's like, he plays a very interesting person. Right. You start just looking into his history, and then you start looking into maybe the Stokers and the boy and the right. people who are here and the mechanics. and. For me, my interest was in um, Officer Murdoch, mm-hmm. so that's what pulled me in personally. And you just need to find that one person to get you interested in the fact that it, it was a beautiful ship that made a beautiful movie, but it was also a thing that caused the death of 1,500 people it, prematurely. Right. right. It was sad, and it's really, really important that we remember that. Of course. And I feel as though we're doing a disservice if you don't engage like that Venn diagram. You got to close those yeah. gaps because again, we're losing those people. Right. We're, you know, the people like Robert Ballard and what have you, he's not old, but they're getting older. Right. We're eventually going to lose them. The yes. original explorers, yes. the original people yeah, who wrote the books. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the, the grandfather, the, nope, the grandson of a survivor that almost sounded very weird. Um, <laughs> he, um, his father was nine. This is Frank Goldsmith, um, was nine years old at the time of the sinking. Frank Goldsmith Jr. is 85. Yeah. Like, by the way, he does not look 85. When he mentioned he was 85, it was like, no, the hell you are not. <laughs> like, why would you stand in front of these good people and lie to them? But I mean, the thing is, like, we're just getting we're getting closer and closer to being at a point where we can't go back to the first person sources. Right. We're already there. Like, right. Frank can tell us about his his grandfather, but we can't ask his grandfather anything. No, it's all hearsay. Yeah, exactly. And it's not to say that they're bad stories or like. It's just, we're getting to that point where we need people to come in and actually hear them mm-hmm. before they're completely gone. Right. Like, uh, I don't know if this even happened, but it would have been great to do some recordings. Mm-hmm. You know how they do that for, like, World War mm-hmm. Two, um, you know, voices yeah, before yeah, yeah. they, you know, I wish my, like, they had done that for my grandfather because he fought, you know, in the Pacific. But it would have well, been, it would have been really cool to, like, gotten that so... Um, I don't know if it happened, but that would have been an amazing thing to try and do. There are some, if you, if you go on like YouTube and stuff, you can find clips and recordings of some of the, um, survivors giving interviews mm-hmm. and testimonies. Right. Um, I, I know, he, I know some of their like journal entries and whatnot mm-hmm. were also preserved, which is great. Yeah, um, it really is. And it's just, I just feel as though, I mean, again, this is all my opinion, but one of the best ways to spread a story is by hearing it. Mm -hmm. And it's the little personal details that stick out to you. Like, I got to talk to Angelica Harris, who, um, she married into a family that had two young men, uncles of, of, um, of the family, die on the Titanic. Mm. And it's not that I don't remember their entire, I don't remember their entire stories because it's a lot, but I like the little details she told me. There's a picture of the two of them and there's these little camp, like, I think you call them cameos, but like little portraits of them. Mm-hmm. And one's wearing, I think it's a bow tie, and the other is wearing a little silk orchid. Mm-hmm. And Angelica says that, you know, his their mother made those for them Aww. and said, if you ever get your photo taken, 
or just when you feel happy, I want you to wear those and think of home. And it's little stories like that that are easy to grab onto and carry with you. Absolutely. And then it's like, I remember the Procchio brothers because they told me the story. And it's not to say the others are unimportant, but it's just when you get bogged down in details of like, and -and so-and-so was this person, and -and so-and-so was that person. It's like, (laughs) too much. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. (laughs) You need those little human nuggets. Yeah. No, I concur. That's good. At least that's how I think about things. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Dog finally quieted down. Yay! Yay! I think he finally figured out that I wasn't going to play with him. <laughs> but oh, what? Well, tell me, what did your? What was your tea? Did you like your tea? It's okay. Um, we have Titanic teas. We've we got two do, different blends, and we are drinking them out of beautiful cups that um, mimic the pattern um, that was on the Titanic. Yes, these are. It's the wisteria pattern. I think this is from the a la carte restaurant, first class. Very exciting. Or or the um or the cafe. Can't remember. One of the two. I don't know. They're beautiful. So they are very pretty. Um, But yes, I have the Thompson's tea. Yeah, I have the Harney and Sons one. So, um, and we put a dash of honey in mine, but... um, Mine as well. I like mine. Mine is good. Yes, mine is, even with the dash of honey, is a little bitter for my taste, but I am a sweet, sweeter tea fan. Yeah, we were talking about that beforehand. I I like a little bit of sweeter tea. Yeah, so... um, I mean, it's still good. I, mm-hmm. I I would drink this. I just, um, yeah, I'm a I'm light, I, I'm a lighter, sweeter kind of tea fan. So I'm also a lighter, sweeter <laughs> tea fan. So and yours is not. You didn't you didn't find yours lighter. No, I actually thought it was a pretty good solid black tea blend. Okay. Uh, yes, mine mine was uh, noted as a luxury blend. Um, I think it's- I think mine was referred to the same. Okay. Yeah, yours was as, as described as saying, it's so good, it may have even graced the table, table of Thomas, Thomas Andrews. Andrews. I'm sure, I'm sure he was drinking his tea. Mm. I'm sure he was. I think, I love, I love whenever you see a sign in a window, it's like, best hamburger, no, voted number one hamburger. I'm like, mm-hmm. by who? Exactly. <laughs> a self-review is not worth the shit it's written on. Like, I need you to just <laughs> breathe for a minute on that one. Get your quality statements under control. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I have a weird question. Mm-hmm. This is just a me thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the heart of the ocean? The jewel itself? Or yeah, the, yeah. Or taking, taking that route of, of using it in the story? Both. Oh. Both, maybe? Um, I mean, I can definitely see the heart of the ocean being uh, something like that made. Like, if you've gone to the Natural History Museums, you can see it's some It's based of the, on the Hope Diamond. Right. Um, like for example, Which, hot take, not that cool in person. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sure. part of the beauty of it, I'm sure is how beautiful and faceted and how it catches the light. Right. It's behind glass, which reflects all of that light and you don't get to see any it, of the things well, that make it. They do have specific lights pointing on it, but it is rotating around. So, um, I mean, it's wonderful. I think it's nice, but... Uh, it's worth seeing, but it's yes. not worth gawking at for three but hours. in the same room, if you go to the, see the Hope Diamond at, you know, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Smithsonian... Natural that whole museum, museum is amazing. It is amazing. It's one of my favorite Natural places. History Museum, yes. A+. Plus. I could spend a day in there. Yes. Um, no matter my age. In the same area, they have several different, um, you know completed styles of yep. jewelry from all over mm-hmm. the world that really were beautiful extravagant. items. So I can absolutely understand why that would be a cool oh, thing sure. and make a, a the reason. The Diamond as a concept is cool. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um, so, I mean, I 
I grew up going to rock and mineral shows, so I've seen both the natural form and then the cut forms. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I understand. I think it's cool. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I would ever wear something like that, mm-hmm. just because some of those things can be really heavy. Like I have problems wearing earrings that have like, Oh yeah. I have neck problems when I'm wearing an empty backpack. Sometimes my shoulder is like, Oh, I'm dying. Um, empty backpack, dude. But not, I, so, you know, I mean, if somebody gave one to me, I might, I would probably wear it. Uh, But I, it's not something I would go for immediately, but that's personal preference. I mean, you know, um, what do you think? And that's about the jewelry itself. But yes. like the second part of the question that I didn't think of, but I would like to hear is what do you, what, what do you think about using it as like, um, I think as a narrative advice in the film? I actually think it was a great segue because you've got people who are, are treasure hunting. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's a, a way to keep the interest of in, say investors that are looking for, um, obviously, sure. You know, tre- shipwreck treasure, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's not, Entirely, I mean, entirely sunken treasure is one yeah, of the old, like uh, the oldest hello. legends whatever, or whatever. Yes. Legends so, of the world. Um, I want. I mean, I do like. I I think it was a. I I enjoyed the way that they tied it into the movie. And um, what do you think about it as a symbol of romance? Like, because people, that's I think now that's what it is. Like, you know, a guy might buy his Titanic girlfriend a replica of the heart of the ocean. And um, I mean, it's very much presented in that way. Sure, I personally don't like. I don't need one as a Titanic enthusiast. I mean, me neither. When I when I went to the gift shop, I actually just got a little of the ship because that was a legit thing. Mm-hmm. Like the heart of the ocean. <laughs> Welcome to punching <laughs> your microphone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, but personally, I wouldn't wear something that ginormous. And... Okay, because hot take. I think it's trash. <laughs> I think it's I, really ugly. I, I think they had to like. I Make understand it look the ridiculous purpose. and giant and gaudy. Oh, yeah. I get the purpose entirely. That's why they would be searching. I for get it. the purpose entirely. Ah, but like a fifty-six carat diamond—that's that's literally priceless. Like, are you out of here? Right. And also, <laughs> think of the time that it was made, where it was excess. So. I agree, but I just think, especially as a symbol of romance, it's not. It was given to her by an abusive dude yeah. as a symbol of ownership, and people fawn over themselves about it well, now, which I don't understand. Yeah. 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 But she did look dreamy wearing it for. Uh, well, of know, course she did, but Jack she was wearing it as part of the classiest "fuck you" in and history. Only that, exactly. So she used. Well, it. yeah, but it was a whole point. Like she wasn't wearing it. Like this is so romantic. She was like, "Look at this trinket you bought me, motherfucker." No, and then you know, <coughs> I'm assuming she, after you know, found it, she probably sold it off. Well, I guess she wouldn't have been able to sell it. No, off she didn't she, sell it off because, because no, because they gave it. But kept um, it for duh, no duh, goddamn duh, duh, duh. reason. But, well, no, because he already claimed it as a loss. No, I know, but it's like, woman, yeah. you could have felt it, fed in like three third world countries. I know, <laughs> and instead you kept it in your pocket for what? And then just go back like, to your pottery. Oops. And then she died on someone else's boat. What is wrong with you? You brought your dog, your fish, and everything in your house, and then you were like, you know what? I'm also going to leave behind for them my uh, corpse. You know what? She was she's surrounded by all the things she loved. <laughs> Almost, and then met the thing she loved. I guess I, don't I know. would be so mad if I were the cu- the crew of the Caldish, because <laughs> now I have to deal with the death in oh, international waters. Yeah. Her granddaughter, yeah, who's probably there. It's like that's I'm not a, a grief that, counselor. I'm a not, treasure hunter. What is happening? Paper. That's a lot of. Paper she didn't even work. think about the aftermath. Oh, it must. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of. And consider it, Rose. <laughs> 
Rude. So rude. So rude. Yeah. Where did you grow no up? No joke, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what? No joke, though. You know, so make you threw sure the diamond are in order. And she <laughs> threw the diamond away they were looking for knowingly <coughs> and then died on their boat. Yeah. That's such a fuck you to people who have hey, been so but nice. You know what? Now they can do another search for it. They have also <laughs> left the site of the Titanic. Oh, did they? I can't remember. I think so, because it looks like they're, they're moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but still, it's just kind of like, woman! <laughs> I like Rose as a character, but yes. she does some stuff where I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> She's an entitled woman. <laughs> I mean, she was born in... 1885, I just did the math in my head, and she was white. Yeah, she was yeah, an entitled so woman. <laughs> that's why. I know, that's it's still kind of like, girl. Yeah. You're rude. Uh, yeah, also, you know, you've been under, under, you know, the guise of your mother and, like, doing all the things to her and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, it's basically like the spoiled brat. Yeah. You know, but... You know, has her own mind and means well kind of thing, but also just... Yeah, Rosa and her mom is a thing that, unfortunately, I do not think we have time to get into here. No, because no, that's, that's a whole a, other episode. But I do... That is something I do want to talk about, because on a broad scale, I... You know, not... Ruth is patently awful. She's bad mom. Yeah. But and she's also... She's a very much a product of her time, yes. but I also think that even for a product of her time, she's she's pretty selfish. Yes. It, in today today's world, we'd be giving Rose a copy of Children of Narcissistic Parents. Yep. We'd be giving her a copy of that while we preoccupied her mom with trying to explain crypto kitties or some bullshit. Yeah. But like, you know, that's what would be happening. It'd be like <laughs> we recognize this now as a massive problem. Yeah. It's but it's interesting to look at because I think to myself, like, what circumstance would we have to be in for my mother to treat me like that? Because I don't think we ever would find ourselves in a situation where she was like, I am comfortable essentially selling my yeah. daughter. Yeah. Yep. I'm to good save with the this. family name. To save- well, actually the name was to save the name was technically me. still safe, yes, but the well, bad to save her because yeah. <laughs> Rose clearly doesn't give a shit. She's like, yeah. if I'm poor, I'm poor. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. I won't like it, but I'll right. figure it out. Right. It'll be it'll be a very long adjustment period. Yeah, it'll be uncomfortable, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'll, I'll deal. Yeah. Because she's also young. Like I was like, when you're a kid, it's way easier to adjust. It's like she's yes. 17, which is like a child basically. Yes. Like, you can figure it out. You're resilient. Yeah. They'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's a good movie. There's a lot of stuff that's a little ham-handed, but the, one of the first things that you brought up, and I think it's really important, is that it was a modern, extremely intricate, very accurate yes. view of the ship. Yes. I I mean, I watched some of the specials, um, and I just was in awe because, you know, they would literally just take pictures and mm-hmm. make them exactly. And yeah. It was just beautiful. So. That spoke to my heart mm-hmm. because, you know, it was a ship of dreams. And so mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And, yeah. uh, you know, they and built it. Beautiful. And uniquely beautiful. And what? Uniquely beautiful, yes. too. It matters they, that it looked like it did. Yes. And then they built it, and then mm-hmm. they sank it. <laughs> I will say, one of the things about the, the, ni- the 79 film was two things about it. I didn't make it all the way through because I got bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, this was made before they discovered the wreck. So there's ah. a lot of, I mean, because the wreck was discovered in 85. That's right. But yes. one thing that really ruined it for me was that they shot what was supposed to be the Grand Staircase in a hotel. Mm. And I was confused. So I leaned over my friend, because I had not been paying attention. I was like, mm. is, is this before they get on? The, did we get on the ship yet? I don't, what, <laughs> what's happening? How are we because we we're in a movie theater, so I can't right. ask out loud. So I'm right. literally whispering to her. She goes, "No, this is supposed to be the grand staircase." And my response was to go, 
because that's what you're supposed to do in movie theater. R- obviously. But, mm-hmm. but it took me out of it, because it yeah. clearly wasn't the ship. Yeah. I can't attention even describe to, it. Attention to detail is mm-hmm. uh, so important. <laughs> it matters, and, like, I get that you can't get every detail right. Right. Some um, things you just can't. So, like, for one thing, I know that Neil deGrasse Tyson harped on James Cameron because I the night sky. I hate him for oh. that. Well, well but because did he you inspired know? a couple changes that I okay, didn't like. But did you? I believe that in the twentieth anniversary edition, he f- he, he did. changed it. He, he fixed did. It. Yeah. But there's another thing he fixed because it wasn't accurate that I don't like, which, which is, is in the "I'm flying" scene. The original background was this beautiful sunset. There right. was no clouds in the sky, and it was gorgeous. Right. And then they redid it. Someone was like, "Actually, on the night that would happen, there would have been this and this and this and that." And they added it, and it's just not uh. as gorgeous. And the reason I think that that was unecessary is number one, this is Rose's retelling. Yeah. So when she's retelling the she super can romantic tell it moment with the rosy glasses, exactly. On but it. she or made the rosy sunset for like she made literally not even remember there was clouds. Right. In her brain, it might have literally been like the beautiful sunset because yeah. in her, she's seventeen years old, falling in love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, I mean, and that's what I mean when people get like way too accurate, it ruins things. So I was like, right, it's it just wasn't telling the story exactly, and it just it 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 made enough of a visual difference to and like I, I don't normally harp on little things, but it made enough of a difference. I was like, the scene is duller now. The mm. scene is missing a little of its luster, mm-hmm. and that's sad because yeah. it's got that beautiful golden glow. Right, it's missing that because someone was like, actually, there is clouds. So I'm like, everyone stop Tysoning movies, okay? <laughs> Unless it's a super big deal. I, I don't mean, give a shit. I do appreciate the night sky because the night sky was so clear. That so, I'll give it a difference too. And you know, it was the water was calm and glassy. And it didn't so. affect the lighting of the scene. No. Like it didn't change this. But this changed the like color no, no, and the lighting was, of the scene and that was so dumb. No, I can see how that would. It be just terrible. wasn't as good. I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> 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 I think I've made that clear. Yes. Crystal. <laughs> Like the water reflecting. <laughs> like a mill pond. What is a mill pond? I don't know. That's not a real thing, is I, it? I, I've never looked that up. Google it. I don't know. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I don't know. A mill pond, like like a pond. Okay. With a mill attached to it. Yeah. That's my guess. Let's see what Google says. Mill pond. A pool that is created by a mill dam. Hey, God. look at that. And provides the head of water that powers a water mill. Okay, fine. All right. Thing. Look at that. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I, I feel like the it's pretty accurate for what its description is. No, it really, really is. I was just, it sounded like not a word. I don't know why that one in particular was sticking out to me. It was like, that doesn't sound like a real thing. I don't. Never mind. <laughs> That's enough out of me. <laughs> I've brought up and been wrong about, like, six things it's so far. Absolutely it's like, it's fine. fine. I don't Everything care. It's fine, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're coming up on my time limit with you. Is there anything you... I do my cold outro, so I'll give all your, like, plugs and stuff there. But is there anything else Titanic-related you need You need the people to know? Uh, no, just uh, if you haven't... Where is this dog going? <laughs> Hello, darling. If you haven't uh, taken time to look into if you're like the movie buff and haven't mm-hmm, taken mm-hmm. time to look into some of the real stories um and other things absolutely do it like yeah, go just pick just one yeah just um i mean uh i know that the museums have at least the, the smithsonian has rotating mm-hmm. things and you know that was a, a while ago for me so i'm right. not sure what is still on and they rotate things in and out i mean i know we, the artifact exhibit's coming to new york next yes 
so maybe we go. <laughs> yeah, I will but go. Yeah, take an adventure, um, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, when I had to do a report on the Titanic, it was with libraries because mm-hmm. it was, you know, pre-internet times. So, um, you know, you have all this information at your, in- at your fingertips. So yeah. definitely check out some, yeah, some yeah. of that. Just- Educate yourself. See... Go beyond the movie. A good place to start would be, you know, pick survivors or victims. I mean, that's, that sounds weird, yeah. but just like, just Google if you're looking, if you want to look up a survivor, just or Google. Even, like, yeah, the crew. Yeah, or, or Google something, just like Titanic crew, yeah. and then pick it up, start I mean, at the top and go even, down. Yeah, or even just like how the Titanic was made mm-hmm. um, and where it was made and how much. Looking time at Belfast. Effort. Yes. And the Harlan and Wolf shipyards yes. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Really yes. interesting. There's an even, there's even an entire. Um, if you want to talk about another uh, acting fun, th- there's an entire series called Titanic Blood and Steel, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. I only did one series of it, one se- one season of it, and um, it ends with the Titanic leaving the harbor. So obviously, it maybe you can just immediately the... start the '97 film at that. Yeah, point. I mean, honestly, it's pretty much the same thing. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like I say, it's the prequel. It's like the Rogue One to New Hope. It's fine. <laughs> I dig it. I'm here for it. Reference, okay. That's canon now. Yeah. So I mean, um, I don't mind a Star Wars or I own two lightsabers. Are, I'm saying if you are looking for something, it was a TV series, um, but it was so well made, and I was impressed with it. So if you are looking for more Titanic things and you want to extend, you know, into the fantasy realm, but they do a really great mm-hmm. interpretation of building the Titanic oh, and cool. leading up to its launch. So I recommend that. Awesome. Well. Can I thank you so much for stopping in? Of course. Thank you for having me. Yay. I want to thank McKenna so much for coming on to talk. <clears throat> well, that was flattering. So much to talk to me. If you want to get in touch with her, you definitely should. You can find her on Instagram. Her at is CatHissEverMean. That is C-A-T-H-I-S-S-E-V-E-R-M-E-A. N on Instagram. You can also get in touch with her via her band's pages. Um, the ads all on Instagram. This is Instagram.com slash wild eyed misfits, all one word. Instagram.com slash generation dot mixtape. Um, and then Instagram.com slash the clopper road band. And that's spelled T H E C L O P P E R. R-O-A-D-B-A-N-D. And you can also find the bands on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildeyedmisfits, facebook.com slash generation.mixtape, and facebook.com slash band. And also see the um, description for McKenna's YouTube segment, and that will be linked in the description box. Thank you again so much for coming on, McKenna. Wow, I'm having a I'm having a good time. Thank you, McKenna. I love you. I'm sorry I'm screwing up your name so much, and I will see all you guys in the next one. Bye. Titanic Talkline was created and produced by me, Alexia. Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word: Titanic Talkline. T i t a n i c t a l k l i n e. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at titanictalkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's titanictalkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!